This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Bills at the microphone with the news, the headlines. Last year, Romania managed to slightly curb the number of accidents on its roads. Romania is one of the 17 EU members to have endorsed the EU Joint Weapon Purchase Plan, which will enable the EU nations to jointly purchase weapons. And Russian President Vladimir Putin and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping are currently having talks in Moscow. Last year, Romania managed to slightly curb the number of road accidents by 200 as compared to 2021. Fatalities from road accidents were also reduced by 145 and the number of wounded by 100. In 2022, Romania reported 4,700 accidents and 1,630 fatalities. According to sources of the Romanian police, these have been the lowest figures in the past decade. Road traffic police are these days conducting a series of preventive activities on the high-risk sections of the country's road network. Romania is one of the 17 EU members to have endorsed the EU Joint Weapon Purchase Plan, which will enable the EU nations to jointly purchase weapons amid growing appeals from Ukraine for more military support. According to EU officials, the initiative will allow the EU to replenish arms that have already been provided to Ukraine. The plan has been drawn up by the European Defence Agency in an attempt to connect the weapon demands of the EU members and Ukraine and the European arms industry. The programme has two lines of procurement, one for the 155mm howitzer shells for a period of two years and for another types of ammunition for a period of seven years. The plan's third component is focusing on raising the production capabilities of some weapon producers in the EU. We'll have more on this after the news. Russian President Vladimir Putin and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping are currently having talks in Moscow. Economic cooperation is high on the agenda of the second day of the Chinese president's three-day visit to Moscow. Yesterday, the two leaders tackled the war in Ukraine and the two sides are expected to sign two major agreements 
on expanding the strategic bilateral cooperation and partnership. According to sources in Moscow, the talks agenda also includes the technical military cooperation between the two countries amid the West's fears that Beijing could supply weapons to Russia for the war the latter is presently waging on Ukraine. According to experts, the Chinese president's visit is important for President Putin, who can now prove that Russia isn't internationally isolated. China hasn't condemned the war in Ukraine, but has been engaged in peace talks. And at the beginning of his visit, President Jinping had underlined China's neutral stand. Numerous events have been announced in Romania on the World Poetry Day marked on March the 21st. The National Museum of Literature in Bucharest has scheduled a series of public lectures, exhibitions and shows in libraries and education units, as well as several outdoor events focusing on poetry. At the Potest Memorial in northeastern Romania, the Mihai Eminescu National Study Centre is staging the traditional poetry marathon involving the participation of almost 20 authors. The National Museum of Literature in Iași, Eastern Romania, is also staging a poetry marathon. And now to end the news bulletin, here is a reminder of the main stories. Last year, Romania managed to slightly curb the number of accidents on its roads. Romania is one of the 17 EU members to have endorsed the EU Joint Weapon Purchase Plan which will enable the EU nations to jointly purchase weapons. And Russian President Vladimir Putin and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping are currently having talks in Moscow. And that was the news from Radio Romania International broadcasting from Bucharest. The policyholder guarantee fund has the necessary resources to cover all damages required by the car insurance policies issued by Euroins, the Romanian financial regulator said. I'm Elena Enake with more on this topic in a report by Corina Cristea. The heads of the Romanian Financial Supervisory Authority, ASEFE, were summoned on Monday in Parliament to give explanations regarding the price of mandatory car insurance policies and the situation generated by the suspension of the Euroins activity in Romania. ASEFE has withdrawn the operating license of Euroins Romania, part of Bulgaria's Euroins Insurance Group, and filed a request for starting bankruptcy proceedings just as it did in the case of city insurance. Fraud, unsustainable small tariffs, files not registered in the accountancy records and delayed payments are among the causes of the two resounding bankruptcies on the car insurance market in less than two years. That is what financial regulator ASEFE explained to Parliament. ASEFE leader Nicu Marcu also said that the Bucharest board has been the only one brave enough to take measures against such companies. 
Neither Euroins nor City Insurance have been Snow White, but rather the villain stepmother, Marco explained. Two and a half years ago, City Insurance and Euroins alone were holding around 80% of the Romanian Ercea market, a situation unheard of anywhere else in the world, the ASF chief explained. In his opinion, this was due to the company's unsustainable car insurance prices, which prompted serious companies to withdraw from the market. Nicu Marcu said that ASFE had conducted numerous checks at the two companies and that the decision to request a start of bankruptcy proceedings was taken only after these companies had failed to restore the solvency capital requirement. According to ASFE, the Euroins bankruptcy could generate 140,000 damage files and payments worth 250 million euros. The ASFE solutions to keep ERCA tariffs in check is a government order that brings their level at the one in March 2022 for a period of six months. This would mean an average decrease of around 30%. However, a number of MPs have voiced doubt at the effectiveness of such decision. They say the ASFA explanations are unconvincing and that they will request the revocation of the ASFA board, which lacks moral and professional authority. At the same time, the ruling coalition says serious legislative changes are needed to prevent such situations in the future. In the meantime, Euroins representatives have announced they will appeal in court the ASFE decision to ask for its insolvency. Bulgarian group Eurohold, which operates Euroins Insurance Group with a subsidiary in Romania, has said the ASFE leadership was misled and the crisis on the car insurance market was created artificially. A certain ASFE team has drawn up an unfavorable report, which triggered the revocation of the license to operate on the Romanian market, Euroins representatives have said. Romania is among the participants in a joint EU plan to replenish national ammunition stocks and supply Ukraine. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Eugen Koroyanu. On Monday, the European Union approved the 2 billion euro plan to procure and supply ammunition to Ukraine, sources in Brussels announced. The three-stage plan is designed to supply Ukrainian forces with at least 1,155mm artillery shells in the coming 12 months and to replenish member states' stockpiles, some of which are depleting quickly. Ukraine's Foreign Minister Dmitro Kuleba, who attended the meeting of his EU counterparts via conference call, has welcomed the support. More artillery ammunition for Ukraine as fast as possible. This will bolster Ukraine's capabilities on the battlefield, Kuleba said in a Twitter post. The plan, which is to be signed off by EU leaders at the summit on March the 23rd and 24th, answers an urgent request made by Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky early this month. 1 billion euro will be used to reimburse EU member states that immediately supply Ukraine with ammunition from their own existing stockpiles at 1,000 to 1,300 euros per shell. 
The current price for such ammunition is 4,000 euros and growing. Another 1 billion euros will be used to place joint ammunition orders for Ukraine. The contracts are due in September, and the goal is to shorten the deadline for purchase and delivery to six to eight months. A third stage of the plan concerns increasing production capacities with 12 EU weapons producers to restock member states and to carry on supplying the Ukrainian forces. The 2 billion euros will be earmarked under the European Peace Facility, an intergovernment fund created by the member states outside of the EU budget and used since the start of the war to supply weapons to Ukraine. 17 of the 27 member states plus Norway will take part in the program in a first stage, and Romania is one of them. It is a historic decision, said the EU diplomacy chief Joseph Borrell, who came up with the initiative. The framework outlined by the European Defence Agency is flexible and allows us to replenish national military stockpiles and to help Ukraine, he emphasized. Also on Monday, the U.S. announced authorizing a further 350 million U.S. dollars in military aid to Ukraine, which includes ammunition for U.S.-provided HIMARS and howitzers. Russia alone could end its war today. Until Russia does, we will stand united with Ukraine for as long as it takes, the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said on Monday. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget, you can also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Coming up next in today's broadcast, it's hit of the day. The latest single by DJ Sava is getting raving reviews on local and international music sites. A follow-up to a hit called I Like the Trumpet, which 13 years ago was the top music piece aired on radios for 11 consecutive weeks, Move Like Chaplin uses the same line for the chorus, but different verses and lyrics and a fresh feminine voice. Petra, born in the Republic of Moldova, is a fascinating presence, both thanks to her voice and to her boho reggae chic style. So here are Petra and DJ Sava with what promises to be one of the hits of this summer, Move Like Chaplin. Don't get me waiting when I'm in the room is only pretty energy. Get into it, hard to do when no one's crying, we are reckless. I got the moves you'll be obsessed with mm-hmm. Cause I'd be up in the club My girls ain't counting all mistakes I'm bouncing on the Monday, Friday, weekend every day Oh mama, please don't call me Me and my girls are gonna party I move like Chaplin And there's nothing you can do like Charlie Chaplin Got them crazy moo moves I move like Chaplin and there's nothing you can do like Charlie Chaplin. Got them crazy, crazy. I move like Chaplin. And there's nothing you can do like Charlie Chaplin. 
and there's nothing you can do like Charlie Chaplin. Got them crazy moo moves. I'm more like Chaplin. And there's nothing you can do like Charlie Chaplin. Got them crazy, crazy. Listening to Radio Romania International. Inside Romania. Hello and welcome to our home feature. I am Kalinko Tsoyu. Starting in 2014, the boutique Art Parfumerie opened the gates of the first perfume museum in Romania. It is a private collection, unique in the country, very valuable historically, bringing together creations and tradition, but also Romanian exhibits, recipients which stand witness to the glory days of the Romanian interwar perfume making. Georgian Gheorghe, head of PR for the museum, told us its story. Totul a început în 2006 cu achiziționarea unei sticluțe de parfum, o sticluță specială pentru noi. Everything started in 2006 with the purchase of a vial of perfume a special one for us and emblematic of the museum because it was a dial of perfume worn by Queen Marie of Romania. It was later dedicated to her and a strong connection was recorded by history between the perfume and the Queen. This is the Montboudoir perfume from the Paris Oubigon house. Much later, in 2014, we opened the museum proper in December. It is a museum that has a wing for Romanian perfumes from the communist period, a wing for international perfumes from all over Europe, and more from the United States, the Americas, Australia, and Asia. Georgian Gheorghe told us about the history of perfumes in Romania. In momentul de față nu există o tradiție Right now we have no tradition at all and I doubt it will ever recover to the level that it once was. That is because before the communist period, Romania copied everything made abroad in order to have such an industry ourselves. Later came the factories from the communist period which made history to an extent. There were several brands that ex- existed in Romania in those times. Red Poppy, made by Mirage, the brand that took over the factory. And we also had the Farmec factory in Cluj. Before this, Romania, between the wars, was one of the strongest countries in Europe in terms of the perfume industry. That is because there were many world-famous brands that had, at the time, factories or branches in Romania, such as Coty, or Guerlain, or House Le Grain. However, there was not necessarily a 
cult of perfume making in the country, in terms of the industry, it was more that the country was a major hub for large international producers. Georgian Gheorghe told us about the museum collection proper. În muzeul parfumului în acest moment sunt în jur de 400 de exponate, însă toată colecția noastră care Right now in the Perfume Museum we have around 400 exhibits, but our entire collection, which is impressive, includes upwards of 10,000 items. When I say items, I am talking about many products, not just the vials of perfume. In this exhibition, you find codices on perfume making, all kinds of plant catalogs with presentations and details on products and ingredients, how they were used, or what they brought as added value to a perfume, as well as products that complement perfumes, such as foundation, sometimes perfumed, or makeup products like lipstick, blushes, etc. The perfume shop that hosts this museum preserves the elegance of times past, attracting select clients. And here is Georgian Gheorghe. Printre clienții noștri honorifici se numără personalități din lumea artistică, din lumea... Among our clients are personalities from the worlds of art and culture, as well as members of the Romanian royal family, because we are also purveyors to the royal house of Romania and we have a close relationship with the family, including Princess Margaret, the custodian of the crown. As Georgian Gheorghe told us, the Perfume Museum is often associated with cultural events. Am avut mai multe evenimente în afara muzeului. Sunt evenimente care cumva au... We had several events outside the museum. These are events that took us all over the country. We held exhibits in Constanza and Yash, Cluj, Alba Iulia, even in Sinaia, where we took part in an exclusive event we organized together with the Royal House of the Pelish Museum. We held an exhibition at the Pelishor, the Little Pelish, which is part of the Sinaia Museum complex. In addition, we also had some more temporary exhibitions in key buildings. One of them was an exhibition we held in Orada four years ago, an exhibition in a renovated historical building. We also have an exhibition in Alba Iulia started in December, where we wanted to have as a crown exhibit Queen Marie's perfume. This was a very close and fruitful collaboration with the city leadership, who helped us organize this exhibition and we are planning more theme exhibitions in the future. I invite all your listeners to follow us on social media because there you can find additional information and updates. The Perfume Museum can also be an attraction for those interested in historical artifacts. You've been listening to Inside Romania. This is Radio Romania International, cultural event. Hello, this is Daniel Bills of the microphone. 
The Alchemic Photo Association, jointly with the Cultural Association Marginal, last year put together an exhibition project which proved to be a real success among artists and public alike. The organizers have this year come up with the second edition of the project entitled Share Tag and Die Again. We talked to the technical director of the project, Stefan Dinu. Share Tag or Die Again. Share Tag or Die Again is an upgraded version of the event we staged last year, whose success surprised us because it enjoyed the participation of artists from over 30 countries around the globe, and the feedback that we got from people was actually overwhelming. We decided to carry on with the idea and bring in more artists this time over 300. What is important is the fact that this project is a roving one, traveling around the country and even abroad to an experimental photo show in Barcelona. As early as its first edition, Share Tag or Die, staged last year, we decided that the open call be really open without curators and all the artists be included in it, of course, in the limit of the existing 200 places, which were eventually extended to 204. So we kept this concept in 2023 as well, but we asked for more recent entries after the 2022 edition. Share Tag or Die came out first of our frustration, which we considered somehow universal, and we were quite right, so to say. It was about the relation the artist has with the social media, as well as the capability of the virtual space of presenting the work of art as it is directly perceived. And we decided that these frustrations aren't an isolated case and we launched this appeal to make a reverse transfer from social media towards photography, object and classical exhibition space. Social networks do have their purpose, of course, and their strong points as well, since they facilitated many activities. Communication has become faster and so have the exchange of ideas, inspiration, etc. But there is also this limit of the screen, of the digital, to represent visual arts, mainly if we relate to painting, analog photography or other objects. At the same time, these two presences, the presence of art in the virtual space and the classical exhibition space, can definitely coexist and can employ the strong points of both instances. But what are the other components of the project and where can it be seen by the public? Here is again at the microphone Stefan Dinu. For Share Tag or Die Again, we have also included a research component in cooperation with the Institute for Textile Research because we ran into some difficulties while creating the installation for the first project last year. And that's all from our weekly feature, Cultural Event. Next in this program, Sports. Welcome to the Athlete of the Week with me, Eugen Nasta. Romania has already registered its first woman athlete that secured the qualification to the Olympic Games in 2024. 
Her name is Delvin Meringo, and this past Sunday in the Barcelona Marathon, Meringo came in third, clocking 2 hours, 20 minutes and 48 seconds. Delvin thus met the set target required for the qualification in Paris. For her noteworthy performance, Radio Romania International has designated Delvin Meringo the Athlete of the Week. The competition in Barcelona was extremely heated, while its standards were really high. The marathon's records were broken in the men's as well as in the women's version of the competition. Bahrain's Marius Kimutai clocked 2 hours, 5 minutes and 6 seconds, while the winner of the women's marathon, Ethiopian runner Zeyneb Ayime Yoku, clocked 2 hours, 19 minutes and 44 seconds. The women's runner-up marathon was Kenya Selic Peyego, who crossed the finishing line 44 seconds earlier than Delvin Meringo. In the women's version of the Barcelona Marathon, seven runners failed to meet the International Federation's Olympic target set at 2 hours, 26 minutes and 50 seconds. As of late, the Olympic set target has been very high, while the most recent such target is only 6 seconds higher than the timing clocked by the Romanian athlete Constantina Dica, who in 2008 won gold in the Beijing Olympics. Delvin Meringer was born in Kenya on August 1, 1992. Since August 2021, Meringer has been a Romanian citizen and is signed up by Star Bucharest, while her coach is Valentin Angel. According to the Romanian Olympic and Sports Committee, and in keeping with the World Athletics Resolution, Delvin can legally represent Romania at national level beginning July 5, 2024. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. Coming up next in today's broadcast, it's your music. I'm Ana Maria Popescu and today we will look further into the new album released recently by Matian Petrescu and entitled More Than Blues. Apart from original works, the album includes a number of covers of folk rock pieces. And today we'll start with Memories of Outlaws, a song written by Valerius Terian.
Another equally interesting piece from Matian Petrescu's latest album, More Than Blues, is a tribute to the great Italian film music composer Ennio Morricone. Entitled Dream of an Imaginary Western, the piece is, as the music journalist Mimo Bradov said, not so much music for film, as the name would suggest, but rather the film of music, most adequately performed by a symphonic orchestra. So we wrap up today with the harmonica player, singer and songwriter Marcian Petrescu, keyboardist and orchestrator Mishu Constantinescu and guitarist David Marin performing Dream of an Imaginary Western.
Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in the program, new names on the cover. Welcome to a new edition in our new names on the cover series. I'm Eugen Nasta. Today's guest is very special, or rather, today's guests, because there's two authors I contacted the other day. Adriana Mirela Cutea is a professor with the Constanza-based Ovidius University's Faculty of History and Political Sciences. An academic of outstanding merit, Adriana holds three PhDs in history, political sciences, and in philosophy. Her most recent book is a collection of interdisciplinary studies she coordinated. The volume is aimed at creating a connection between the Greek ancient drama and the theatrical stage performance of today. The book is titled Zagreus's Worlds, From the Sacred Drama to the Theatrical Stage Performance, and was brought out by the Cetata Discount Publishers in Bucharest. For our English-speaking listeners from around the world, I asked Adriana Cutea to outline the relevance of the ancient traditional rituals in their connection to contemporary theatre. Thank you for your invitation. I think um, that the archaeology of cultural identity in European space has its sources in Greek traditional rituals and in the medieval context of split identity by divine power infusion. From my point of view, the actor is like Odysseus, caught between Troia and Ithaca, war and love, reason, um, the Greek term nous, and emotion, psyche. The actor is, as Homer says, polytropos kai amilometos, fickle and adaptable. The actor is like Orpheus, caught between love and obedience, Apollo and Dionysos, light and darkness, memory and oblivion, death and rebirth. So, these identities of archetypal nature represent a source of inspiration for contemporary theater and make the difference between what is said, what is shown, and what is signified. In ancient Greek sacred drama, ta legomena, ta dromena, ta epideiknumena, between meaning and use. So, yes, I think ancient mythical rituals make up the structure of the contemporary theater by using the archetypes of Homeric heroism, by the exciting from the self, by mystical ecstasy in the cult of Dionysos or in the cults of the Greek mothers Demeter and uh, Cybele. You are listening to Radio Romania International. The Worlds of Zagreus. Again, for our English-speaking listeners from around the world, I asked Adriana Catea to explain, albeit partially, the significance of the title of the collection of studies she coordinated. Dionysos Zagreus is in the Orphic mythology, the little god, son of Zeus and Semele, who's playing with this and mirrors. The Titans killed him, but uh, he is saved by his father, who swallows his heart and gave birth to him again from his thick after nine months. 
From the ashes of the Titans, Zeus creates man, bearer of this uh, primordial sin. So, the cult of uh, Dionysos, Zagreus, is linked with thought insertion and identif identification. Thought insertion um, consists in assigning the own thoughts to a foreign origin. Life becomes a screen on which somebody else projects thoughts um, as if projecting a movie, a scenario, a series of images. Um, the thought insertion as version of the self is the result of the impossibility of the individual to assume his own conscious activity. Uh, but uh, the thought insertion is also a form of release from the pressure of deliberation, yet it is also the expression of a refuse, of an abandon, of placing the failure in building the autonomous identity into the responsibility of another's type of thinking. On the other way, the identification with a model, with a foreign identity hypothesis, may occur under the influence of a feeling of guilt, can be the result of the wish to get into a certain condition, immortality. So, um, this, uh, this game um, of death and uh, rebirth um, made me to, to choose uh, Dionysos Zagreus um, as title of this project. Professor Adriana Gutea also teaches with the History Faculty's Master's Program in Cultural Anthropology. Our second guest in this week's New Names on the Cover is Vasile Kachoyanu, an engineer by profession, but also a passionate researcher of the ancient Greek mysteries. A graduate of the Cultural Anthropology MEC program, Mr. Kachoyanu is one of the contributors to the aforementioned collection of studies. I asked Mr. Kachoyanu to explain briefly the relevance for the contemporary man of properly understanding the mysteries Eleusis. For the ancient Greeks, the Eleusinian mysteries represented not only a mundane and fashionable status symbol of their advanced civilization, but also an adventure into the underworld, providing a map of Hades. The lesser and greater mysteries utilized mechanisms similar to today's psychodrama, where spectators also become actors in a sacred drama that revealed the geography of the underworld. It was like a software upgrade, the enhanced one's soul enabling a brighter life until the transition to the immaterial world. This process of individuation, as Jung described it, prepared individuals to become complete human beings ready for the final stage of life. After initiation, death was not longer seen as the end of the road, but as a portal to a familiar world, resulting in a peaceful life with anxiety over the unknown diminished or eliminated. Is the modern man a victim of their own temptation to activate a wide range of mosques in a bid to help them function in today's world? Is ancient theatre an efficient way for them to rediscover their real self? 
Here's Professor Adriana Mirella Catea once again, this time helping us out to solve the conundrum. I think that uh, using the mask is a form of freedom and free expression of identity hypostasis. Um, in the modern thinking, individualism is understood as a process of uh, emancipation in which the creativity is freed from the chains of the tradition and dogma. Uh, the consequences of the aspiration to autonomy and freedom are expressed either in the style of uh, Renaissance inspiration or by um, speech of disappointment and of the need for retreat from the public view. Uh, the modern um, self may be understood as an attitude of heroic independence or as a defensive, non-heroic attitude of uh, retreat. So, um, the self has the meaning of capacity of metamorphosis of the individual as expression of the necessity of adapting to different social contexts. The facets of the self are those um, the result of the interactions with the others, of the possibility to communicate the possible safe being in general conceived in a positive uh, way. The mask may also have negative connotation when the historical context is discouraging uh, or when uh, the future is um, understood from the perspective of the finitude of life. Um, and yes, the ancient theater is uh, maybe the most efficient way to rediscover uh, our own real self. Our guests this week were Dr. Adriana Catea and Vasile Cacioianu, the coordinator of the volume and all the contributors, respectively, to the collection of studies titled Zagros's Worlds, from the sacred drama to the theatrical stage performance. For Radio Romania International, I'm Eugen Nasta in Bucharest. Bye for now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Ana Maria Popescu and our choice for the regular traditional music segment wrapping up today's broadcast is Dumitru Sopon with a song recorded in 1966 and entitled The First One to Sing the Doina.
Pline dragoste cu suspine. With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>